Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hey, it's the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. My name is Joel Breezeke. Mike Kapler is with me. It's the Breeze and the Cap. Um, this week, by the way, uh, 18 years, man. 18 years of doing the Growing in Grace podcast. Officially 18 years on February the 10th. It was February the 10th, 2005. Seems like a, forever ago <laughs> that, we, uh, th- that our first at the time, internet radio program was posted. <laughs> and yeah, uh, we, now, we didn't even call them podcasts. Right. right. It was before, it was before, I, th- I think podcasts were a thing. I'm not sure, but I had never heard the word. Uh, and then uh, it was later on that uh, we started calling this a podcast. But the Growing in Grace podcast now uh, going on for 18 years. And uh, again, almost, uh, almost 900 episodes here. So um, I think the, I, I just look back on that, and I think it's it's all been such a God thing, uh, because we're not going to go on about this. But I just I think to myself sometimes, how in the world I, I, I'm not a, a, a self starter. I'm not the type of per, you know. I, you give me a, a list of uh, like at work. Um, tell me the things that I'm uh, that I do. That uh, tell me my duties. Train me how to do them, and I will do it. I mean, that's an earthly thing. That's not that's not my relationship with God, but that's just that's how I work in this world system. Tell me what to do, and I'll go and do it. I'm not a self-starter. I'm not someone who would have an idea to start a business. I'm not someone who would have an idea to start a podcast. And here we are, um, 18 years <laughs> of doing this thing. And I think it's in large part because I have somebody, you, Mike Kapler, who I do this with. We kind of... Um, keep each other at this. Uh, I've tried my own separate podcast. Uh, it's, it's meant to be a shorter one, Grace, the Grace Roots podcast. And it's been probably over a year since I've done an episode of that. So um, it really helps to have uh, a partner who enjoys uh, talking about the same stuff that I do. Yeah, we've pretty much been on the same page all the way through this thing. And we know each other so well. Um, we just have this spiritual compatibility and, and uh, the, the way we think course we we kind of grew in this thing uh very together mm-hmm. um as as we first met the, the, the our roads just intersected with with grace and and when we met um it was kind of an, an extraordinary thing um and so you're right i mean there and, and even even with that in mind if there is something that we see a little bit differently uh some something that the other one might not be as sure about as the other one feels um, I think we respect each other enough to not not have to try to arm wrestle the other guy mm-hmm. into thinking mm-hmm. the same way, uh, because as we mentioned last week, nobody's completely cornered the market on truth, and and there's a, a lot that we think we know, and, and sometimes we really don't. So um, as much as we think we've grown and learned, and, and I feel like we have from our perspective. Uh, and I'm sure you feel the same way out there in podcast land. Um, it's probably not as much as we would like to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I remember you always used to say, the the more I know, the more I realize how little I know. 
And right. I think sometimes that's true. It's still true. It's like there's there's just a as much as we think we know, we've probably just hit the tip of the iceberg, and um, right. it's enough. I mean, it's 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 very helpful for us to understand the gospel in the way that we do, and it helps us to help other people as well understand the gospel. Uh, but there's always something to learn. It's a real blessing to hear from people who are uh, experiencing uh, true freedom in, in Jesus Christ and, and a rest and an and assurance that, that came through what he brought us. And so when people let us know that they've, they've gained that from some of the things we've talked about, um, that, that just means everything to us. That's why we do it. Uh, but we've gained enough mutual respect for one another that um, even though you don't hear it much on the podcast, and I don't think we have a whole lot of a- anything significant that we're in major disagreement on, don't get me wrong, Right. I just think that we have enough mutual respect for each other, Joel and I do, to where we can um, respect what the other person says, thinks, or believes. Uh, doesn't mean we always have to go along with it. On the other hand, sometimes uh, when one of us will, will talk, you know, just talking off the air, um, I, I think we probably both gained um, some insight as to uh, our, you know, our thought process on, on different things. Um, right. So it can be that way with everybody, even people we don't know very well. Um, we, we can offer each other some, some respect and uh, instead of uh, doing some of the things that I've had thrown at me before where I, I don't even think you believe in the same Jesus as I do. <laughs> Stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I've had that thrown at me too. And it's, uh, it's just not, fun and not comfortable it's probably another reason why you and i don't really like going back and forth with people on social media um whether it's youtube a lot of people make a lot of comments on on youtube uh, i used to be more much more into it i think when i was younger uh, the back and forth i somewhat enjoyed it and and i think part of that was because it helped me to learn some of the things that I know now. When somebody would say something that opposed what I believed, I would have to, I would kind of not force myself, but I would want to go and, and look up, you know, the scriptures and find out what is really said there and so on and so forth. And uh, now I think that I've bec- I've just become more comfortable with what I do believe. Again, not saying that I know it all and not saying that I don't have stuff to learn because I do. But I think it's it's more of a drain to have to go back and forth with people. So I love talking these things out, and I love talking things out with you. Again, on the podcast, you and me, Cap, and then, like you were saying, off the air, uh, when, when we're just talking together, there's probably, if we have almost 900 podcasts posted, there's probably at least another 1,800 <laughs> that have not been recorded. <laughs> Just you and me talking together. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, at least there's so much that um, where we have gro- uh, grown and gained insight from each other and, and all that. So yeah, it's, doing the podcast has been a blessing for both of us uh, in, in that way and in, in many more ways. Um, well, we, we were, we've been talking about false assumptions, things that people in the church believe uh, that are based upon maybe something that they've been taught. They just they were taught it in church, and they didn't really look it up in the scriptures for themselves, or they have just believed it, or they have read one verse, like last week we were talking about First John one nine, and they base they, they build a whole entire doctrine based upon the one verse instead of looking at the context around the passage and then other passages in, in the scriptures. And uh, just to finish up on that a little bit, Cap, I think. Well, one thing that I like to emphasize here is that 1 John 1, 9 
is not about uh, is not making a point that people in general, unbelievers, need to confess their sins in order to be forgiven and cleansed from all unrighteousness. That's not what John is saying. Again, like you were saying, there's no other verse in the entire Bible. There's nothing where, where Paul, in, in all of Paul's epistles, where he talks about forgiveness and when people have sinned, he never once mentions, confess your sins in order to be, as a believer, in order to be forgiven, or as an unbeliever, in order to be saved. What John is dealing with here is people who deny that sin is an issue and who deny that Jesus came in the flesh. And so he's wanting them to acknowledge the truth. That's what the word confess means, to acknowledge the truth that Jesus did come in the flesh and that there was an actual issue with sins. And so then they can believe in this Jesus who did come in the flesh and who did die physically for their sins. Uh, it's, It's not about confessing sins for everybody. It's about getting these particular people to acknowledge the reality so that they can come to this Savior, so that they can believe in this Jesus and that he did physically come and die for their sins. So I like to make that point. And then the word confess, uh, it's really more about confessing the Son. And you brought out how several other verses in First John, uh, he talks about that. And, and Paul talks about the confession of Jesus. That's the confession. You know, if, if you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's really the confession that we make. Uh, it has nothing to do, really, really not, doesn't have to do with confessing our sins. Yeah, and we tried to make that point last week on our first false assumption program, and I think it, it is good to try to put the spotlight on that again. Romans 10, 9 through 13, I mean, just look through there. I mean, that's what this is about. That That's where righteousness comes from. A confession, a confession, not multiple confessions necessary, but a confession of, of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's bringing the righteousness that people are seeking. And when we say righteousness, we're talking about just being right with God in simple terms, just being right with God. I, that's, what the, that's what people long for. They just want to know, I'm right with God. I, they want that security. They want that guarantee. Well, guess what? The book of Hebrews, chapter 7 declares that Jesus Christ is our surety. He is our guarantee. He is the guarantee of a new and better covenant that is based upon better promises. So he's our confession. Even Paul talked to Timothy about the good confession. It wasn't confessing sins over and over again. It was it was a good confession. Um, not confessions, um, it was a confession of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this other false assumption, Joel, that, um, and, and look, we've been, we've been there. I, I get it. I used to say the same things. I'm trying to, we're just trying to help people here uh, get past some of these religious things that have held them back in many ways. Um, <clears throat> and I, I mentioned this, I think, briefly last week, but First John 4.15 Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So does that sound, I mean, does that sound, God abides in them. I mean, does that sound like our fellowship is going to weaken or wane or, uh, you know, become a problem, collapse, uh, just based upon our confession of sins? I mean, this, that, I mean that's, <laughs> this is so fabricated. It's, it's all made up. It's not in there. 
<laughs> we come up with these false assumptions that, well, uh, you know, okay, so maybe if, if you do forget to confess some of your sins, um, that doesn't mean you're not forgiven, which contradicts what these people have been telling you all along, but it will strain your fellowship with God. And then they'll try to give the example of, you know, a, a, a parent and a child. If a child does something wrong, it can strain things for a while. But anyway, um, so th there's a problem. But here's another one. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians. Here's another uh, first, uh, first something, 1-9 verse, Joel. It's 1 Corinthians 1-9. <laughs> God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that doesn't sound to me like I'm going to mess this up. Right. <laughs> Especially based on confessing my sins. Um, so people wonder, well, because you've been so entrenched in this mindset like I was, people will ask the question, well, this is so different from what I was taught. If I'm forgiven, as the Apostle Paul says I am by the blood of Jesus that he shed one time, if that's true, what do I do if I fall? What if I? What do I do if I make a mistake? What do I do if I sin? And and usually what I try to come back with is instead of the heavy burdensome thing of feeling like you need to try to remember to confess everything in order to be forgiven again when there's no blood being shed, instead of doing that, just thank him for it. As somebody who begins to understand their identity as a holy and righteous individual based upon what Jesus gifted to you as a partaker of the divine nature, instead of repeatedly doing all this over and over again, just thank him for it. When things don't go right and, and maybe, the, maybe there's something inside because you're a new creation and, and that's really not a part of who you are, um, that, that sinful thing, whatever it was, it's not a part of who you are as a righteous individual. And, and you kind of feel that inside. You kind of start feeling kind of bad, not condemned, but there's just something there. Just thank God for your forgiveness. It's, it's, as, it's as easy and light as that. Yes, and, and, and thank God that you are in him. Again, you've, you've believed in him. You confessed the son, and now you abide in him. This, this word abide, it, it's not something that you need to try to do. It's you have been placed in him, and he is in you. You do abide in him. It's not something that you can struggle and strive to, to try and do. It's just, it's just your reality. And going along with the, that passage that you're talking about in 1 Corinthians, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. This is 1 Corinthians 1, 4. Uh, I'm reading from the ESV here, that, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end. Who, who's going to sustain you? Yourself? No. Don't worry about sustaining yourself. It says Christ will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So it's really dependent upon him. He sustains you. As we talked about several weeks ago, his grace is sufficient. It's not about your trying or your abilities, but God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So Indeed, thank when you when you mess up when you and when you're in doubt when you're uh, worried, just thank God 
that it's not about you and your ability to confess all your sins, your ability to um, try and re- remember all the bad things you've done so that you can confess them and that God will then, then forgive you. No, he is sustaining you every single moment of your life. Uh, whether you realize it or not, he sustains you. And so have that realization then. Uh, realize that it's true, that he is sustaining you. Uh, well, there's um, plenty more of these uh, false assumptions that we want to get to. Uh, this, this idea that the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins. That's something we're going to talk about and some other things here as we uh, continue talking about false assumptions on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.